When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ah, yes, a beautiful day to wager on Premier League lacrosse. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Big man out today in his stead. One of my favorites, Ian Fitzsimmons. What's up, buddy? You've had the pleasure of watching me grind this uh, under out in this game. No one stops anything. I don't know what I was thinking. I have. It, it has been remarkably entertaining watching you bet on professional lacrosse. I mean, can we just somehow roll tape on Joe during the breaks? Because that might be better than any content we're going to put out live today here on ESPN Radio. Because you are – I mean, I have not been this entertained laughing at someone. Not with, but at someone in a very long time. The, at- as you said that, another two goals. <laughs> in 30 seconds, Not a joke. the under. Not a joke. I bet an under in this matchup between Boston and Philadelphia. I don't know why. It was an 11.30 a.m. start. Day wagering. Firing on the day wagering, and uh, they're just scoring at will. Bet the under, scoring at will. That's neither here nor there. That might be for an audience of one, me, talking about this. But we got a big show in store for you today. Ian Fitzsimmons in for Chris Carlin. Let's go to work. We begin with the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, woo! Speaking of scoring, 397 total points scored in last night's, uh, I don't know, midseason classic, whatever they call that thing these days. East beats the West. Damian Lillard is named your MVP. It was his first NBA All-Star Game start. He's been to the All-Star Game before. First time as a starter. He grabs the MVP. Carl Anthony Towns scores 50 points off the bench. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Fourth player in history with 50 points in an All-Star Game. I think everything you need to know about what happened in this game can be summed up after the game, as Commissioner Adam Silver was presenting the MVP award to Damian Lillard. Take a listen. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Giannis, to your team, this trophy is yours. What do you make of that? I don't know if Silver's trying to be funny, tongue-in-cheek, or if he's visibly upset by how that played out. You think so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Remember, man, they talked about this all week leading up to it. Uh, And full disclaimer, I mean, I was on a college tour with my oldest daughter, and I'm hearing about this. I mean, I wasn't even locked in on on anything involving the NBA All-Star game, but you're sitting there in the – in the hotel in the morning before going to, to you know go see University uh, Auburn University, and it, it's everywhere how Adam Silver you know really wants the NBA All Star Game to be competitive again, and it wasn't, and it never will be. It, it, I mean, all the players heard it, Joe. They all, they all, every single one of them from LeBron on down, they knew that their commissioner wanted to see effort on the defensive side of the floor and there was zero you put more more effort forth in watching this under you wagered on in this professional lacrosse game <laughs> than any nba all-star it's actually true on, on the hardwood yesterday and silver to me looked absolutely disgusted 
and nauseous, damn near wanting to throw up on his Italian loafers because <laughs> he was that. He was that. Just I, I would. You know, sometimes when your parents got mad at you when you screwed up, Joe, and they didn't yell at you, they you didn't get the switch or the belt or the riding crop or the halter. Can you tell I'm still scarred from my childhood yes, growing sir. up on a farm, right? But you got the damn it, I'm sincere, like I'm disappointed. Tone. That's what Adam Silver looked like. Not even angry, disappointed. That's have, worse. Have these games in general become just irrelevant? Have they gotten to a point where they're not even exhibitions? They're just. They're happening for the sake of, I don't know, money, ratings. The NFL's, quote, all-star game, formerly known as the Pro Bowl, has devolved into dodgeball and a series of other events like flag football. You've got the NHL all-star game is now a bunch of three-on-three teams. Baseball is still baseball. It's still the Midsummer Classic. And now this has become a showcase of no defense whatsoever. Guys just letting each other get to the rim, free will. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, 50 off the bench. I mean, are these just irrelevant Dude, games at this you, point? You know that answer. You know the answer. Go ahead and say it. You know it. Yes. Yeah. Now, the NFL fixed theirs. I, I have not watched that much of a Pro Bowl competition in years. And I'm talking like 15, 20 years, Joe. And oh, you I, like what you saw in the NFL? I, I, it was entertaining because okay. the players were into it. Even the flag football game was fun. I mean, Peyton and Eli really getting angry with officiating. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, so the, uh, the whole golf challenge thing, because it's a point total. So the NFL sat down in a think tank and figured it out. How do we actually get eyeballs on TVs to be able to generate ratings and have this not be miserable for the players? And they figured it out. The whole par three golf challenge was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, even my oldest daughter, right? She's sitting on the couch going, Dude, Dad, Dad, don't turn it. And I was like, it's a commercial. But I don't want to miss. <laughs> Jake Ferguson's hitting next for this par three. I mean, like, wait, what? I mean, so they actually did revamp their entire, you know, format, and it worked. I mean, it was abs- It was actually enjoyable to watch. This with the NBA, that ain't basketball, man. You know what? You know what was cool? The only moment, because we went from Auburn to Alabama, and I'm at the Innisfree Irish Pub, my old bar, and the entire place stopped down on Saturday night to watch Steph and Sabrina go at it there you go. in the three-point competition. That was awesome. And then after it was over with, all these kids went back to drinking their faces off. Yeah. Right? But in the well, moment – Back to business. Yeah, they, they stopped down to watch Steph and Sabrina, and that was spectacular. Run that bad boy back again next year. That was fun. Well, it feels like that's where some of this is headed, and golf was kind of out in front of this with these special one-offs – Brooks versus Bryson. They're going to play 18 holes. It's going to be on a time where it's not really competing with anything else. You can watch them play, and that's that. And you've watched some of these other celebrity golf tournaments where you'll get a pro, Tiger and Phil, partnering up with Steph and whoever. Charles Barkley's gotten involved in this. Tom Brady, chili dipping one out Pebble Beach off the opening Exactly. That might be where we're headed in the sense of trying to create entertainment that's a little bit newer, a little bit creative, because – I'm not here for any of this now. I don't care. Base, baseball is the only one. Shockingly, the sport a lot of people watch the least of during the regular season because they're on vacation and the games become less meaningful because there's 162 of them. They'll tune in for that because that's still big league hitting versus big league pitching. At least I get a pitcher trying to get a guy out versus a guy trying to get a hit. I don't get that in any of the other sports. I really don't care. Let me ask you this. How much of what you just mentioned about the Midsummer Classic – 
in Major League Baseball is also because there ain't a lot else going. Right. We are sports junkies. You're betting on a pro- professional lacrosse game for day wagering right now, which I love you for. I need I to get out of this half, by the way. I really need to get out of this half. I am in big updates. trouble. I'm, I'm rooting with you now for the under 43 and a hook. It's not happening. There's 29 <laughs> at the half, and it's just it's a free-for-all out there. Defense but, optional. But, These goalies don't stop anything. It's like the NBA All-Star game. There you go. Every but, shot on net goes in. I've never seen anything like this. I don't Devin understand Wilmer the purpose the of the goalie. Right. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> back to back to business. I don't. I can't be sidetracking the entire world today because of this. I'm the only guy possibly watching it. It's on ESPN too. If you want to catch uh, Boston Cannons, Philadelphia Water Dogs. Hell of a game. 15-14 right now <laughs> at the break. So that's on for day wagering. Wait till they start racing at Oakland and Aqueduct because I'm gonna really get distracted. Yeah, we got horses. Really gonna go off. We the got rails. Daytona today too at four. Um, that's at th- yeah, yeah, three o'clock central where I am in Dallas, Texas. So wish that was a little earlier. You and I would be thoroughly entertained because I need a long shot to hit something because I'm over the number. But anyway, point is, um, look, it's the Midsummer Classic. How much, it, uh, because we still watch, and you're right, it is best on best, and it's an individual type game, Major League Pitching versus Major League Hitting. Yeah. But how much of it also is because there's nothing else on. Time of year, without question, time of year. I, I think that the, the problem with guys like Silver who want this game to be competitive, it's never going to happen. We live in a day Why? and age where these guys – these, these athletes, they're finely tuned. There's extraordinary money on the table. They are not going to risk an injury in these games. Because what happens is if you get hurt here, everyone's going to talk about what an idiot you are for playing in these games. It's all ultimately why they pretty much just got rid of the Pro Bowl. You can't send these guys out there in pads talking about concussions, knees, Achilles, and risk something like that happening. Look at um, Drake Greenlaw in the Super Bowl, for crying out loud. Blows out his Achilles just trying to get back onto the field. These guys, in the NBA, it's hard enough to get these guys on the court for a regular season game. You think they're going to show up for an exhibition? Speaking of which, here's LeBron James after the game talking about the problem with the All-Star game. Man, I don't know. I mean, I think it's something we need to figure out. Where's the median? Because this is what this is what a lot of the games are starting to look like now, too. You know, we wanted to um, get more, you know, more pace into the games. We want to get more shots. We wanted the game to be more free-flowing. Um, we stopped letting the game be freedom of movement, a lot of freedom of movement now, and that's what a lot of our games is in the regular season now. They let us tighten up in the postseason. Um, so it's a, it's a deeper dive into a conversation of how we can um, sure up this game. Um, obviously, from a player's perspective, you know, it's fun to get up and down, but at the end of the day, our competitive nature don't like just being able to just have free-flowing scoring like that. I don't know. I mean, during the regular season, you don't get a, you got a lot of load management taking place, and now in this playoff game, you think you're going to get guys to play hard in a game that doesn't matter? Dude, I love what he just said because defense in the ballet right now is optional. Yeah. Charles Barkley was on with us a couple weeks ago, and, and he just r- went off on you know the reason that you know Lucas hanging sixty three on teams and Embiid throwing up a seventy burger. No one plays defense anymore. No. It's optional. So what you, LeBron is spot on there, Joe. The NBA All-Star game is the regular season now on steroids. They, there's not a hell of a lot of effort on the defensive side of the floor in the regular season. Why would you put forth any in an All-Star game? I like the version we got in the aughts with Kobe, Shaq, Iverson, and those guys. First half for show, second half for yes. the game. First half, you'd get the trick dunks, the alley-oops. Shaq would run point. He'd try to cross somebody up. We'd laugh. It'd all be fun. You go to the second half, they D up, and they play a competitive game. That's a version you could get behind. 
No one's doing that anymore. Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. We were just talking about LeBron James. Speaking of LeBron James, the one thing he said this weekend about his future, that is downright false. That's coming up next. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. I know it's not that many. I was asked this question, will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. I think it's really going to be about health and and contending. I I think that he's not going to want to hang on if he's playing 40 games a year and the team continues to struggle. He probably could play another four years physically, but I don't think he could take being on a team that's not necessarily contending year after year. 21 seasons in the NBA this year, 20 all-star game appearances for LeBron James, who scores eight points with four rebounds, three assists in last night's defeat. I guess you could call it that. Eastern Conference 211. Yeah, you heard that correctly. Western Conference 186. (laughs) Here's what's amazing about this, Ian Fitzsimmons. There was actually, I know this is going to sound crazy, there was sharp money on the under for this game. What? Sharp money for the under. Hear me out. This total opened as high as around 368 total points. It got bet down to around 355. Like, it dropped 10 points. There was sharp money on the under, and there was never a chance that under was coming through unless the game was going to be canceled. Because okay. every quarter basically featured 100 points. How much of that was the Sharps hearing the commissioner of a league going, we need a more competitive game? Perhaps sending a message to the to the players through the media, very publicly saying, you know, we will have not we want we will have a competitive game. 
And it was the complete opposite of what the commissioner was not hoping to see, wanting to see. I, I would imagine that had something to do with it. I would imagine just the fact that there's a basketball game that's, what, 48 minutes long with a total of 367 <laughs> may have caught some eyes, may have been one of these. If we pace this out, are we really going to get 90 points a quarter? And the answer is yes, actually quite comfortably. It was never in doubt at any point during the game. But we focus here on LeBron James and the future for the King, who spoke after the game. And it was interesting when he talked about, you know, how many seasons does he have left? Take a listen. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. I know it's not that many. I also don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. First off, no, I not. find it hilarious. I would love to know who asked him that two days ago. I feel that that's the straw man right there. No one asked. He just used that as a way to get that into the conversation. So two days ago, very specifically, 11.50 a.m. Eastern, I was asked this question. I don't know if any – who asked that question? Who asked him that question if he's taken the farewell tour? Because I would imagine he answered that question and then it would have probably gone public. Do you think there's any chance LeBron James in his final season goes the Tim Duncan route and doesn't make a big show of every – freaking stop along the way not just no but hell no <laughs> it's not exactly 50 50 uh, in your eyes i mean he, uh, he wants the cowboy boots from the, the spurs right he wants the rocking chair i mean uh, the 10 gallon hat or a saddle from the dallas maverick you name it right he wants the the victory tour and he knows everything and even him saying i haven't planned it out come on man this dude is so calculated and so meticulous about anything that has to do with his professional life, whether it's making movies uh, or playing basketball. It, he is meticulous. And not good for him, great for him. But, Joe, you cannot convince me. You can try. I mean, be, I be put up an argument, man, because that dude to me knows every single detail about anything going on in any aspect of his life. And for him to say, I haven't made up my mind about the victory tour, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. And by the way, he's earned it in good form. Without question. Without question. And he actually goes on in that clip to talk about, um, you know, doing it for his fans. There are a lot of people that would want to see it. This, it would be good yes. for the sport. Last trip to Minnesota, let's see what they give them. Let's the, the standing applause. Last trip to Philadelphia. Last trip to the Garden. You don't think that's going to be Come a big on. deal? Absolutely. Last trip to Boston. Last trip home to Cleveland. These are all going to be very big deals. They are all going to be celebrated. They're all going to be talked about at this network and other networks. It's going to be good for the sport. The thing to keep in mind with this, though, for him specifically – Anytime he has any doubt as to why he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt in the LeBron versus MJ debate, it's because of stuff like this. It's not cool. It's not cool to tell people you're going to go on a retirement tour. You just do it. You don't tell people about it. You don't come out and talk about how, well, you know, I've really been discussing and with my team and thinking down the line as to whether or not I'm going to do a retirement tour. That's not cool. Jordan was cool. That's always going to be the difference. Kobe's was cool. Kobe's was awesome. Kobe's was very awesome. Kobe, the way he went about it, yes. Telling everyone about it in advance is not cool. Like, if you're going to do it, you just do it. You let it happen. You make it seem like everyone's celebrating you without you teeing them up for it. That was a, a press conference right there for him to let everyone know he's thinking about going on a retirement tour. So for everyone out there who's going to be a part of this, you better come correct and you better be ready to celebrate him. 
nothing's cool about throwing your own surprise party. That's always going to be the difference. The reason he's never going to convert some of these hardcore Jordan fans is that this is something that people will say, Jordan never would have done this. Jordan wouldn't get up in front of the media to talk about how he's going to celebrate himself his final season. That's ultimately the, one of the big differences between the two guys, which is why he can't sell some of those swing voters to come over to his side in the argument. Are you really going to start you, are you, yes. organically? Are you really yes. going to get a crank up a damn MJ LeBron conversation yes, I right now? It's I just Monday, spent three days and I'm in coming off that damn All Star game, and I'm gambling on the Premier Lacrosse League. So yeah, I am going to go MJ LeBron today. If if I were in the same studio with you right now, I would try and choke you out. I really would. <laughs> I, I've been in college for three days at the age of fifty two. I mean, the legs are a little weak, right? You I and mean, I it, trying to wrestle each other right now would just be too really. It'd be like that fight in the stands at the Little League game in South Park. Randy Marsh versus the other dads. Both guys getting escorted out all bloody and out of breath. After about 10 seconds, right, done yeah. tapping out. Oh, I won that I one. Nobody won that one. I am not going to let you on your own show go down a Michael Jordan-LeBron debate right now. But – he, he does know everything that is going on, and he does have it mapped out. And, there, there's, and, and I do agree with you on the whole 50-50 thing. It's not 50-50. It's 100-0. to zero. He's already decided. He's just not going to let us know yet. Uh, and by the way, again, he's earned it. Like that last game you know, in L.A. with Kobe when Shaq told him the day before, I need 50 out of you. I, and he goes for more than 60. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was amazing to watch. Knowing And then he had the Mamba out, mic drop, right? That was awesome because we knew that that was it. It was finality. And LeBron has earned that. Every bit of it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. But you also have the fact, again, going back to he knows everything. When he was posed the question on TNT, Joe, and I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, that he didn't know about Golden State. Calling L.A.? I got the audio you for bu- you. Are you buying that? You want to hear the audio? Come on with it. All right, so Ian's making a great point. LeBron also asked at some point about the rumors regarding Golden State trying to trade for him and what he thought of it. Take a listen. It didn't go far at all. You know, I, I actually heard about it when everybody else heard about it. You know, obviously, you know, Charles been in the league, Kenny been in the league, Shaq been in the league, and there's, sometimes there's conversations happen behind closed doors that you don't even know about. And until, I guess, if it's real or not, then they'll bring it to you. But it, it never even got to me. So, you know, I heard it when the reports dropped as well. Audio courtesy of TNT, not buying it. Uh, it doesn't pass the smell test. I can smell that from across. So just to be clear, the guy who's going to be laying out his own retirement party across every city for an entire season, who's that detail-oriented and that meticulous, works with a team of people who are given the okay to have a major piece of business come across their plate, and without even talking to him, they can go ahead and rule on this for him. Jeannie Butt said flat out, you know, we 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 want to respect the player. We want to respect LeBron. We we said it's okay. If you want to talk to his camp, you can talk to his camp. You're telling me his camp was like, nah, without even even thinking to run it by him. There, I, I don't believe one bit of that. The moment it hit Rich Paul's ears, right, he hung up, and, uh, and then it went from him hearing it to him speaking it to LeBron. Because if LeBron were interested, and there was one bone in his body that wanted to contemplate. Because remember, years ago on the shop, he said if there's one player that he would love to play with, it was Boom. Steph Curry. Boom. So you're going to tell me, no, Rich Paul knowing that, that the moment Golden State just tried to kick the tires on it, and he got kicked right back in their face. But the moment they made that phone call, Rich Paul was on the phone to LeBron going, all right, what do you think? No? Okay, appreciate it. Good talk. Yeah. 
It can be that quick, but it's got to happen. Absolutely. The fact that something like that's going down without LeBron having any sort of say whatsoever <laughs> right. is fascinating to me. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fordenball. One team just made a coaching change this morning that was about a year in the making. We're going to tell you what that is after I talk to you about Indeed. Because it's the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates, and there's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Nix the hassle. Start hiring at Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Monday! Great to have you with us alongside Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Very happy to welcome our next guest to the show. 13-year NBA veteran, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast, Quentin Richardson, joining us here on Carlin versus Joe. Q, how are you? We appreciate the time. I'm good. I'm good. Appreciate you fellas having me. So let's start with this. We got a little news out of the NBA this morning. The Brooklyn Nets and Jacques Vaughn, head coach, have parted ways. Um, 21 and 33, 11th seed as of right now. It wasn't a great season. What do you think of the move? What do you think of what's happening in Brooklyn? Initial thoughts to the reaction of the firing of Jacques Vaughn. Uh, initial thoughts, this man, being a head coach in this league is tough these days, yep. man. It's, you know, not a lot of good uh, job security out there. So, I mean, I, I know Jock, he's a good guy, so I hope he lands on his feet uh, from the situation. But, I mean, obviously they got they got some things to retool over there in, in Brooklyn. Hey, Q, I'll, I'll take being fired and millions of dollars to go play golf. I'm in, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's cool, man, but, you know, nobody wants to get fired. Everybody no, loves to do their work joking. and their job. Just kidding, man. No, actually, I'm really not. But anyway, uh, the All-Star game, <laughs> we, we saw it, and it, it was, I mean, it, Joe put forth more effort betting on a professional lacrosse game today than those guys <laughs> did on the defensive side of the floor. Debatable. I mean, you're a former NBA three-point contest champ. How, how would you, from a player's perspective, fix the All-Star game if it can be fixed? 
uh, it's funny to me to hear everybody saying, you know, what the NBA or what they need to do to fix it. It's up to the players, man. You know, I've never had the privilege of, of playing an actual game, but the ones I, I attended and, and got, got a chance to grow up watching and the ones that when I was in the league saw – uh, those guys, it was, it was up to the players, man. They determined that they were going to compete and be competitive. And I mean, I understand it's a, you know, it's an all-star break. You kind of unwinding, but I mean, especially with the scenario with the league now, they get extra days after the all-star break. So it's not like you know you gassing yourself out and you still don't get a break. So I mean, these guys should, you know, it, it's up to the players to me. I, I think once once they make a decision amongst themselves and the certain guys, you know, motivate that type of thing, it, it, it'll be competitive. If they don't. It'll continue to be what it's been. Quentin Richardson joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. Do you think it's worth it to them to try and fix this thing? Is, is there enough motivation there to get them to want to fix it? I can't answer that. I'm not. I'm you know. I'm not amongst the guys like that. I you know. I know people and things like that, but I'm not amongst them to be able to answer that question from you know from a, per, a place of of, of, uh, of of knowing. One of the cool things that happened in All Star Weekend Q was Steph versus Sabrina. Curry versus Ionescu. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. You you won the three point competition. Uh, when you saw that matchup made and then actually watched it unfold, I, I, I mean, I was mesmerized. Now I was at the University of Alabama in a bar watching it. Right, and the entire bar stopped down to sit there and watch these two go at it. What did you think? Man, I thought it was awesome as well, man. I thought, you know, like you said, uh, it it was great for the WNBA, great for uh, women's basketball in general, and I. I love the fact that Sabrina shot from the regular NBA three-point line. She didn't do anything different. You know, obviously the ball was different, but I I loved everything about it, man. When you look at the results, she went out there and put on the show. She could have competed in the current three-point contest, putting up the 26. So I I loved it, man. I knew she had a burner, and I knew she could shoot it. I was just glad that she was able to put on that show in 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 that moment like that. And, you know, we all knew what the chef was going to do. I had no doubt about that. What do you think happens to Steph Curry if he ends up losing that? You think he's going to hear it from the guys in the locker room? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Everybody can say what they want to say, you know, but if he would have lost that to her, you already know. Like, Clay and some of the guys, some of the guys in that game would have been giving him stuff for sure. No doubt about it. You know she would have more than anybody. Maybe yeah, hell yeah. In that locker room also. You have to. She's not afraid to talk, man. There's no doubt about it. Who is your MVP now that the All-Star game is coming gone and we, we're, now we're going to have the, the dash for cash? Who, who right now at this point in the season do you, do you say, you know what, if I had to cast a vote, that's my MVP? Jason Tatum. Jason if I Tatum. Had to, if I had to vote today, I would say Jason Tatum. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, they always go by at the end of the season who has the best record, who's done this and that. And I'll say Jason Tatum. I say he, they, you know, adding Porzingis and everything they've done, he's, he's you know, his numbers aren't as gaudy as they once were because you got you add Porzingis and his, his uh, what he's doing, Drew Holiday, some of those other guys, and Derek White's emerges. But when you look at the best player on the best team, and what he's doing and the way he's going about it and leading the team, I would say Jason Tatum right now for my pick. Quentin Richardson, 13-year NBA veteran, co-host of the Knuckles podcast, joining us, Knuckleheads podcast, excuse me, joining us here, Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. Why do you think he's not getting more love right now? He's averaging like 27-8-4. To your point, best player on the best team and the record and point differential they've put up are just miles ahead of everyone else. We were discussing this last week. Do you think it's maybe because he lacks some of those superstar moments? Like we watched Luka go for, what, 70-plus this year. Embiid had a huge game this season. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has 39 
30-point games this season. Do you think it's because Tatum doesn't have any of those wow moments? I, I don't know. I would be disappointed if that's the case. I mean, a year or two ago, he had 50s and 50s and 40s, and that they 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 held that against him some way. So I don't, I don't know how how everything goes and how that voting actually goes. But I just like I just look at it as like he's leading his team. He's on the best team. Yeah, he's not like the leading scorer in the league. Would you just said 27, eight, and all of that. Like that's that's those are MVP type numbers when you playing on the best team. And he's become a two-way player. He's added to his game. He's making plays for others and doing different things. He's he's improved, and so has the team. So, I mean, if this continues, and I, and I don't have a doubt that at some point he's going to have one of those big games. He's going to have a 40 or 50-point explosion. It, I just think he will. Of the, the next generation, the young guys that are coming up, whether it's Halliburton, SGA in Oklahoma City, whomever, if there's one guy that you could go lace him back up again in your prime and say, I want to play with that young dude who's up and coming, who would it be? Probably, I would have to say SGA. Well, I don't know. It would be SGA or Wimby, just because Wimby's just so different and be able to play or see him on a day-to-day basis would just be crazy. But I think SGA, just from the way he plays, man, whether when you, like, he's somebody that I don't care what's going on. and they on, I'm trying to see him play. Because he, he's something that I enjoy watching him play. It's like, it's fun to watch him play and how he plays. He competes, he plays hard, but, like, he has the type of game that's appealing to sit back and watch. His style of play and his, his charisma, the way he goes about it, he's a, he's a fun player to watch, and I feel like he, he's, like, one of the best players in the game right now. LeBron said over the weekend he didn't know about the trade rumors between the Warriors and the Lakers, that it wasn't brought to him. Do you believe that? No. <laughs> We're with you. No. I think, I mean, I, I mean, whether he took them serious or not, I think it absolutely came to him. I think when you're somebody of his stature and you've been around as long as he has and you've earned the right to know, if, especially if something with you, I think he knows all that, you know, gets mentioned with the Lakers. But, I mean, especially if something with his name comes up and it gets to his agent, Rich Paul, who uh, ultimately shut down the room, was like, absolutely he knew about it. All right, you played 13 years in the league. This dude is now two decades plus, and he's still averaging over 25 points per game, and he's going to be 40 in December. Can you put into layman's terms, in a way that everyone can understand, what he's doing right now? It's, it's unreal. I can't, even, I can't even describe it, man. Like, I'm telling you, like, you've seen numerous, numerous, numerous superstars and, and generational players you know, at year 13, 12, 14, whatever, like this dude is in year 20 and he's still jumping and dunking better and higher and running and looking more conditioned and shape than some of the youngest players in the NBA. Like, and it's not like, you know what I'm saying, the thing that I always say, it's not like, oh, he's just taking care of his body and he just looks great and he's, you know, he can, nah. Like you said, he still can go out and get 25 a game. Like the things that he's able to do in this with this longevity is, you can't it's, – it's undescribable, man. There's no way you can put it into words and for, for anybody to understand, especially when you played at that level and you know how, how your body feels after things and after days. And I can't even describe how unbelievable it is. And I'm talking about my peers who also played in the league, guys that played 13, 14, 16. I live around the corner from Vince who played 20 as well. And we all marvel at how he's able to do this still at this point. It's unbelievable. 
I don't think we'll ever see it again, man. That's great perspective from a guy who spent nearly a decade and a half in the NBA. Are you a proud Chicago and you love your Bears? You want you keeping Justin Fields or you going Caleb Williams? It's it's I'm torn, man. I really because I, I like Justin Fields as a player. I hope he, you know, I want him to have success, and I feel like I feel like he he hasn't been given a fair shot in Chicago with the situations and everything that's gone down. And my fear is that my my best case scenario would be for us to keep him and you know get do all of the stuff and get the picks and and reload. But I I just fear that I know my city Chicago. If if we keep him. The first sign of any problem is gonna be oh, it's like they don't they gonna not not have the you know the the grace for him to have whether it's the team's fault or anybody else's fault if it don't go right away it's gonna fall back on his shoulders so I re- I kind of for his sake would rather him go and get that fresh start with a team that's gonna kind of give him the best case scenario for him to go have a good career then we get Caleb and you know hopefully we do the right thing and that all go well for us. Good stuff. 13-year NBA veteran, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast, Quentin Richardson, joining us here on Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Q, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, fellas. Anytime. A nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback could be available for cheap this offseason, believe it or not. But will anyone sign him? That's next. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, including on TuneIn. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Well, if we're looking for a miracle, here's what's going to need to happen. Philadelphia Water Dogs 23, Boston Cannons 20, Premier Lacrosse League. <laughs> I have the under of 43 and a half. I'm going to need to find a way to give up only one more goal in the final two minutes, which if you've watched this game is basically like asking, You're the only well, one there's watching. one of them already, two minutes ago. No 
Did I mean, they take a goal away? It was 23-20. Yeah, they did. And I got my hopes up for half a second before they immediately scored another goal. So that's it. We're on 43. We need to go a minute 50 here without any more no scoring. Chance. There's zero chance. If, if for some reason this happens, I will quit gambling forever. If I win this bet, I'm going out on this note. That's how Joe Fordenball walks out. That's how he retires. That's the same as Mad Dog Russo saying that he's going to retire also. That ain't going to happen. Yeah, well, Mad Dog. And, whoa, a save. We're still live. All right. I, can't be, thing. I, can't I have be a better chance this. of hitting the Powerball than you do of hitting this under. I know. I, I can't get caught up in this. They're going to suck me in as the time ticks down, and it's just I'm going to get burned late, and we're going to go overtime, and it's going to kill me. All right. Ian Fitzsimmons, Joe Fornball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler was on SportsCenter over the weekend, and he had this to say about Russell Wilson. Quote, I've talked to several teams who still believe he's a full-time starter. There's a job for him somewhere. This is interesting for several different reasons, and it's layered. But we're just going to start with that. Ian, after everything we've seen in Denver the last two years, first with Nathaniel Hackett and then this past season with Sean Payton, do you believe Russell Wilson's still a starter in this league? Yeah, I do. He's an upgrade for a lot of teams right now. Uh, like, Look at the Atlanta Falcons. You're going to tell me he's not an upgrade in Atlanta? Is he an upgrade in Pittsburgh? And the answer to both of those is yes. So there's going to be a team that will come in. He's not going to make anywhere near what, obviously, the Broncos were paying him. But guess what? The new, his new team doesn't really have to pay him. The Broncos are on the hook for all this money. So, you know, you're getting a vested vet who still, to, in my opinion, has game left. And was he a fit with Sean Payton? No. We all know that Hackett was – that was an absolute disaster. They entitled him. They gave him everything he wanted. And that – you know what? He got soft. He wasn't nearly as sharp as he used to be. So I think that he's now been, well, shall we say, you know, calloused a bit. And, and now I, th- I think his jaw's locked, and he, and he will be an upgrade for several teams. I, I do believe he will be a starter again. But why it didn't work with Sean Payton, this was interesting. I was actually listening to you and Carlin when you had the great Drew Brees on. First ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it, and ran Sean Payton's offense to perfection. And you asked him the question, what happened with Wilson and Sean Payton in Denver? His answer was spectacular. Definitely felt like it was, it was not kind of what, what I would expect. And, and so I think early on, I felt like, you know, it, obviously it's a new relationship. You know, everybody's kind of getting to know each other. Um, Russell's learning the offense. There's a lot of new faces. And, you know, will it improve? And, you know, unfortunately, I think it, it didn't to the, to, to the point where, you know, everybody felt like maybe that's a long-term solution. So seems like they're parting ways. Um, I think Russell brings tremendous value, you know, uh, wherever he goes. I think it's, 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 you know, needs to be the right fit, the right system. Um, and, you know, Sean will, will find, will find the guy that, you know, he's, he's looking for to, to kind of fit that offense. Interesting. And, and Joe, he also went on to say, I know what it's supposed to look like, what the tempo is supposed to look like and feel like, and it just didn't look right with Russell running that offense for Sean Payton. That doesn't mean he can't run a different offense somewhere else. He still has remarkable ability. I do believe he will be a starter somewhere else, but it just didn't fit for what you just heard from Drew Brees, who knows what that offense is supposed to look like in Denver. Not a lot of hole, hey, man, freedom to to check the line of scrimmage, and he was doing that kind of stuff. It wasn't as crisp as Sean wanted it. They got crossed, and that's why he's out. What does being a starter somewhere else look like? Is it really just holding down the job until a young guy takes over? That's a good question. Is it holding down the job until the team finds a better option one year from now? Is there any – basically what I'm getting at is, is there a path for Russell Wilson somewhere where he's a starter and he's the guy, where the team says, you know what, Russell Wilson – 
is our guy. We can bring him in and we can get maybe, let's just say three years out of it. Anything other than a stopgap for somebody else. Yeah, I think you can. I mean, look at the NFC South right now. And I look, speaking of which, I'd pay Baker. Bank on him, man. Go ahead and pay him. I'm not going to make him a tier one type money, but I'm paying him and I'm keeping him in Tampa. And Baker, you should do that. But the, the NFC South, will it be better next year? Yeah, it couldn't be much worse. Can't get worse. But, I mean, if, if you have Russell Wilson quarterbacking the Falcons with that young defense, you've got something there. We've got a dicey situation in this uh, PLL game I've been betting on. So, Day wagering. I, Boston had scored. It went 22-22, which means I'm dead. I had under 43 and a half. They're challenging the goal. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be looking for. This guy's coming out to make an announcement right now. It's possible with 24 seconds to go that this goal gets taken off the board and your boy's still alive. I have a feeling I can't hear this. Yeah, he said it's good. Evan got me excited for no reason there. Goal's good. Goal stands. Yeah, it's all over. This is the guy that's constantly telling me I need to focus more. He's intentionally going out of his way to distract me from from the task at hand, which is the Russell Wilson content. Does Evan have any shot at keeping me locked in with no, you God, no. once the first race at Aqueduct goes off on this <laughs> President's Day in 26 minutes and then race one also goes off in 38 minutes at Oak Lawn Park? I like Torres on the eight horse. We, the we, we essentially just become a horse racing companion broadcast <laughs> once these start uh, in the next few, few, few minutes. Ian Fitzsimmons, Joe Forball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. All right, so there's the debate raging about Russell Wilson. Is he still a starter in the NFL? Where is he going to land? Who can he help? Is he a real starter? Is he a stopgap starter? Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets general manager, he's on Get Up this morning. He pitches an idea for the best landing spot for Russell Wilson. Let's see how many people agree with this. I think he would actually be a great fit with the New York Jets, and here's why. Oh, my gosh. Why you want to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Pay him a million dollars and let him resurrect his career. <laughs> I actually have experience with this. Vinny Testaverde got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. We signed him in June and went to the championship game that year. So if you're, if you're Russell Wilson and you don't get... I know early, Mike. Hey, Bart, if you, but if, where, where else is he going to go? He has to resurrect his career. So if you have to sit for a year, why not sit behind one of the greatest of all times and then be a free agent again? Well, it's probably an upgrade over Zach Wilson. And as we saw last year, the Jets needed a good backup quarterback. Who's the OC again? Nathaniel Hackett, I believe. Where was he before that? I believe the Denver Broncos. With who? Russell Wilson. It ain't happening. <laughs> uh, you're day wagering. I'm going to be day wagering. He's day drinking. I mean, what are we doing here, Mike? I love you. I love you to death, man. But what in the hell? Come on. Having, But it's quintessential Jets, is it not? The idea of getting Russell Wilson in there. Let's go ahead. When, when, when Rogers, Rogers was talking happen. about, let's get rid of all the BS. Let's add as much BS as possible. <laughs> more BS is what I say when it comes to the Jets. Not less. More. All right. Speaking of which, we got to get ourselves organized here. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. Back in a flash. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.